official HVAC and electric partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com. Trusted hey. by millions, trusted by America's team. The National Medal of Honor Museum. Join the mission at mohmuseum.org. And by SWBC Mortgage. Customized solutions to help you meet your personal and business goals. Visit SWBC.com. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton and Kevin Gray. Welcome to week number 10 of the National Football League. It is Cowboys Crosstalk Live at the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Yes, sir. Appreciate you joining us on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network on your home of the Cowboys 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray with the six-time Pro Bowler, three-time Super Bowl champion, my co-host every single week here at the Cowboys Club. He is Nate Newton. Nate, what's going on? Good to see you off the bye week. You know, you can add my uh, uh, black college Hall of Fame ring to that. Uh -huh. I mean, the, the accolades just keep coming. They I stack got, up. I know. I, and I got some more coming. I got some people calling me and duck me into something else. This thing is jumping. <laughs> this thing is Nate's jumping. I'm finna be in the Lambo ring of honor here after this week. Believe that. Looking forward to many yeah. more Hall of Fame inductions for Nate Newton. Joining us this week of DallasCowboys.com. Proud Missouri Tiger, just like myself. Mickey Spagnola, DallasCowboys.com, yeah, joining us this week. It. Mickey, good to see you. How are you off the bye week? Mad Missouri Tiger after this week. I went to the game Saturday. Oh, did you? Okay. Against uh, Kentucky. Saw the weirdest play I think I've ever seen in college football. Better than five downs? <laughs> uh, you Why know, are you bringing Nate? up old stuff, Nate? Why you got to it bring was, up old it stuff, was, man? It, 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 bringing up not only stuff. five downs. Joining us this week, though. Kick, you remember the kick in the end zone where yeah. the guy, they were throwing the ball to the guy from Nebraska, and he, he flubbed it, and then he was laying on the ground, and he kicked it up in the air and before it hit the ground, and somebody else caught it for the winning touchdown. How about this one? Two minutes to go. Kentucky's punting from their own 41-yard line. And the deep snapper sails it over the punter's head. Uh -oh. And it rolls all the way to the three-yard line. The punter goes back, picks it up. The guy from Missouri on special teams is tra tracking him down. And he's going to tackle him. And the guy tries to punt the ball. And he gets it off. And they called roughing the punter 38 yards behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. Huh? Only Missouri. And and they said he was still in the tackle box. Interesting. Only so Missouri. So the tackle yeah. box went from Columbia to St. Louis, basically. <laughs> it was the most wow. Missouri so way to I lose this weekend. I hate you brought weekend. that up, by the way. <laughs> 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 Joining us this week, our Cowboys legend, nine-year NFL veteran, all, of course, with the Dallas Cowboys, former running back, fullback, member of the Black College Football Hall of Fame, much like Nate Newton my to brother, his right. My brother. That's right. Of Winston-Salem State University. Timmy Newsom joining us yes. this week on Cowboys. Yes. Thank, Thank you for right. joining us this week. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you stopping down with us on this Wednesday night as we get you ready for Cowboys-Packers. Always a unique football game when these two teams get together. The Dallas Cowboys coming off of their bye week at 6-2, and two, second place in the NFC East by virtue of their win over the New York football Giants. Nate, I want to start with you. As a team comes off its bye week, what's the mindset? Are guys feeling refreshed? They got their treatment, were able to get away for a little bit. What's that mindset going into that next week coming off of that bye week? You know, these guys, man, win or lose, you know, you're ready to get back. This is what you do. This is what you love doing. Uh, the guys, that they, they see the light. You know, they're starting to see the light. They're halfway there. You know, 
you know, they can see the position and they see that they're a good team. So everybody's feeling good. You hope everybody done the right thing during the, during the uh, off week and everybody got back safe. We didn't hear anything on the mm -hmm. news. One everybody way or other. good, so, safe and sound. Oh, man, everybody feeling good, man. I mean, I know I, I used to feel good because those two days Jimmy Johns used to give us on Saturday and Sunday, <laughs> yo, that was enough. It was like vacation yeah. on the two days for Jimmy Johnson. Mickey, for this team at 6-2 and two now, the second half fully ahead of them, starting with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, not nearly the same Packers team that we thought coming into this year. How did the Cowboys, in your mind, approach this week knowing how difficult things have been for the Packers and what they have to do to ensure those things remain difficult for Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, you can't, you can't think that way. you got to act like the Packers are 8-0 or 9-0. Uh, they still have uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's still difficult. It's a difficult place to play. Uh, the weather is going to get cold. Uh, so, yeah, you can't take anything for granted in this, in this league. They've got to worry about themselves. They've got to worry about the defense stopping the run, which they haven't done a very good job of, and the offense, even after the explosion against the Bears and ending up with 49 points thanks to seven with the defense, uh, now they've got to prove they're consistent. You know, before Dak got back, they were averaging 19 points a game. And that average has got to pick up to 25 to 30 if they think they're going to do something this year. Timmy, when you look at this team and the Cowboys going into this week against the Green Bay Packers, what was the mindset for you as a player knowing the task at hand and what you had in front of you going up against a tough opponent that has been struggling this year and what you guys wanted to make sure you did against that opponent? Well, you try to leave the record at the door because if you, if you don't, you will get complacent. And so Coach Landry always coached us on not being complacent leading up to a game like this. Uh, as Mickey said, Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And he's a great quarterback. They've just had a lot of injuries. I mean, they've been decimated by injuries. Mm -hmm. And so that adrenaline for them will get flowing because it is the Dallas Cowboys coming into Green Bay. This and, team. And speaking of yeah, injuries, I'm sorry. Speaking of injuries, so I got this injury report and – listed on here either did not practice or limited for the Green Bay Packers this is how long the list is there's 16 <laughs> names on yeah. it and 10 guys did not practice today and one of those was Aaron Rodgers uh, with a thumb injury of all things yes. right a quarterback <laughs> with a thumb injury mm -hmm. uh, so yeah them, those injuries are still kind of haunting them yes this team in Dallas looking to continue its momentum. They continue a string of four straight games against the NFC North. They beat the Detroit Lions, were able to handle their business against the Chicago Bears, and now take on an Aaron Rodgers team that's struggling right now, losers of five straight football games. Nate, I just have a hard time imagining an Aaron Rodgers-led football team when he's healthy losing six straight football games, but that's where they are right now and staring down the barrel of and losing six straight games. What have you noticed on tape about some of the things that the Aaron Rodgers-led Packers are struggling with that the Cowboys can take advantage of on Sunday? He's not on – he's not on – he's not a – excuse me. He's not a one of card with these wide receivers. Yeah. I have never – Timmy, I have never seen an Aaron Rodgers team this late in the season that – where they, even when they've had rookie receivers, uh, two-year receivers in, they, by the fourth or fifth game, they're one of, of one accord. And they, this thing, I've never seen it. You can see where he actually throwing the ball where it should be, and these receivers somewhere else. Uh, they, they, 
normally get very intelligent route running receivers that can catch. They are very inconsistent in catching the ball. They don't run precise, precise routes. Now, he threw a few bad red zone passes this past week. Three but, you know, but, but I'm going to tell you something, man. When I look at Aaron Rodgers, I see one person, and I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, but if you ever go see John Wick, if you don't stomp the life out of him, <laughs> he will rise up and get yeah. you. Yes. And I'm telling you, this is John Wick. This man, Aaron Rodgers, he gonna, he, he's groaning and crying, but he's going to be throwing that ball come Sunday. Who knew Nate Newton was a movie critic? How about yeah. John Wick? So John you're ready for Wick. John Wick 4, it sounds like. Yeah, when the, man. When the fourth one come out. There. The boogeyman. <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to get rid of the boogeyman. Timmy, when you look at the Packers, what do you see and what they're struggling with that you feel like the Cowboys going in on Sunday can really make sure that they are able to do well against that football team? Well, Aaron Rodgers, I think, said it best. He said, we just need to get back to basics. They're trying to be too fancy on mm -hmm. offense. Simplify they're, things. Yeah, too, too much movement. And so I think it's confusing the young guys who are trying to run those routes, and so the timing is really off. And so he just wants everybody to settle down and just get back to basics. This is a team in Dallas that's a four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against the Green Bay Packers. going to be a little chilly on Sunday afternoon, that game, the late game at 325. Mickey, what's the one thing that the Cowboys have to do on offense to give a banged-up Packers team, missing Rashawn Gary, done for the year with a torn ACL, that's going to give them the advantage on Sunday afternoon? Well, the, number one, uh, continue to run the football the way they have the last – couple games uh, and protect Dak and I think if you do those two things uh, you know you have a chance to win up there and you know one of the things that I don't know if you guys are aware of uh, but the Cowboys are at Lambeau Field are two and nine two and nine mm -hmm. and both of those wins one in 2008 and one in 2016 Dak's rookie year that's right yeah, yeah. that's it yep you guys, did you win any games up there? Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they said that's all stuff. I ain't even uh, worried about that. I'm well, serious. I'm, we went over there to uh, play Timmy. I didn't care. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm too old because we, we played at uh, the Milwaukee County right. Stadium. Uh -huh. <laughs> when, and I when played in Milwaukee County Stadium. We whooped them. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when We're in the wrong stadium. The, I, if I remember right, weren't the benches on the same that's side? That's exactly the right. That Just was like so unusual. The players in was Minnesota. on the same side, too. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, I thought you were talking about the fans. I'm like, they went all on the same yeah. side. I'm sorry. This yeah. is the Packers. So, so it's kind of yeah. a house of horrors up there has been for the Cowboys. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and somebody asked Dak today, they go, what do you remember about beating them your rookie year? He said, that was the game I threw my first interception in the NFL in. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. So, but he had three touchdowns. He sure did. The likes of Bryce Butler, Cole Beasley catching touchdowns that day. The Packers in the last seven games have won six of the last seven versus the Dallas Cowboys. So the Cowboys looking to break a little bit of this momentum that the Packers have had over the last several meetings. Obviously, there's been a lot of conversation this week about the idea of one Odell Beckham Jr. possibly joining this football team. We've heard reports that the Cowboys may be uh, having flirtations with Odell Beckham Jr., obviously the top free agent in the NFL. Nate, does this wide receiver room need the likes of Odell Beckham Jr. to help them get better in that wide receiver room? Oh, you just opened a can of worms. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I have no comment. Oh, no. Timmy, You got nothing for me? Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. You ain't got nothing for me? You know, it, it, to me, you have to, you have to ramp him up. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be a ten. It's gonna be a two-game 
period where he don't he have to practice. Mm -hmm. So we're going to miss two games. When do we bring him in? When do we start the two-game process? When do we really know can he come in and out of routes because he's a route runner along with all that talent? Mm -hmm. when, do, when does he really help us? And if it, and you telling me he's going to help us in the playoffs, I, is that is that when you is that when you want him though? Is that when you want him to be at his most effective by the time you get to playoffs? Second time? ACL on the same knee. Mm -hmm. Y'all can have it. Oh uh, yeah, I don't, oh, I don't, no, I don't, I don't. Odell for the streets or the rest uh, of the league. Yeah, okay. I mean, I mean the Cowboys have, but it, it's give grow your receivers. I feel better with Washington who knows our system a little bit better, grow your receivers as they are. You know, uh, we had a chance before the deadline to do something we didn't. Let's ride with how we're going to do it. Let's okay. ride with how we're going to do it. That's you, my, you, you know, know. There's, there's too many questions that have to be answered before everybody gets excited about signing Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, number one, just what Nate said, when's he ready to play? Mm -hmm. The health and, is a question. And how long, yeah. you know, can he pass a physical? We don't know that. No. Yep. You know, and all this source stuff, I'll tell you who the, the source is, his agent. <laughs> his agent's putting that stuff out there putting to that good get information everybody out there interested in this guy, right? Uh, and, you know, there's supposed to be several teams. Okay, the Cowboys aren't the only team that want them. So the next question is how much? Mm -hmm. They don't have an endless amount of salary cap, even for the rest of this year. Salary cap, yeah. Right. And, and does he want a deal like the Rams? Because the Rams signed him last year. For 1.25 million, all right, 1.25 million. So it was kind of a prove-it thing, and I heard he said that he wants a long-term deal. He's tired of living out of a suitcase, and he wants a place somewhere where he can buy a house mm -hmm. and live for four years. So that factors in, right? Um, it, it, there's just so many other things that are involved with this, just than saying, okay, we want to sign him because. How much, to me, uh, really dictates, because what did Nate say? Two ACLs on the same knee mm -hmm. in now two years. years old, that's right. And he's 30. Mm -hmm. So are you getting Odell Beckham Jr. that we remember or Odell Beckham Jr. that he is right now? And I think that's got to be uh, decided upon. Timmy, before we go to break, your thoughts on the possibility of Odell Beckham Jr. The last time he saw him on a football field, he looked like he was on his way to Super Bowl MVP for the Los Angeles Rams. Well, you know, at this late of the year, you get guys because someone else got hurt. And your receiving core is pretty healthy. There's some guys that are a little nicked up. But you don't want to bring someone in just because you think he's going to play at a level that he played at the last time he mm -hmm. played. And so that's a very delicate balancing act when you do that. At SWBC, customized solutions for individuals and businesses are just a click away. Visit SWBC.com to learn more and start your next adventure. We are live at the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. It is Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Kevin Gray, Nate Newton, and Mickey Spagnola, Timmy Newsom, our Cowboys legend, joining us on this Wednesday night. When we come back, gentlemen, let's get into this Packers-Cowboys game, and let's start on the offensive side. How does Dak Prescott in this wide receiver core get after this Packers secondary. We do that next on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network.
Cowboys Crosstalk. Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Live at the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. It is week number 10 of the National Football League. It's Cowboys Crosstalk. Kevin Gray with the six-time Pro Bowl, the three-time Super Bowl champion, member of the Black College Football Hall of Fame. Nate Newton-Jesse joins me every single week. Mickey Spagnola of DallasCowboys.com, longtime columnist for DallasCowboys.com. And our Cowboys legend this week, Timmy Newsome, joining us right here on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. We appreciate him stopping down with us on this Wednesday night as we get you ready for Packers Cowboys. Cowboys coming off their bye week at 6-2. and two. Visit the 3-6 and six Green Bay Packers losers of five straight. Gentlemen, let's talk about this offense for the Dallas Cowboys, an offense that last time we saw them on the football field dropped 42 points, got a help from a Micah Parsons defensive touchdown, 49 points in total. But Nate, looking at Dak Prescott and what he was able to do along with that terrific running game led by Tony Pollard, can we see more of the same? Is that formula that you saw against Chicago the formula that you want to continue to see when they take on Green Bay uh, yes. on Sunday? Yes, it, it is the formula. I mean, uh, uh, and, and Dak is going to, and as time go on, uh, Dak is going to throw a little bit more. Uh, they got Clark. They got Preston Smith. They got uh, uh, Jaron Reed. Uh, mm -hmm. They got some good dudes. They, their defense, their, the Green Bay Packers defense is way better. And if they had a team that could help them a little bit, the, the Packers would turn back into a blitzing, stunting, getting out the U team. But now they play more safe football because the offense isn't as dynamic as it normally is. Sunday will mark Prescott's first road game of the season in his career. Dak Prescott 24 and 18 on the road and has 12 game-winning drives away from home and the second most, and that's the second most among quarterbacks since 2016. Mickey, what does this offense have to look like from a wide receiver perspective to get after this secondary that just added Jonathan Abram, the former first-round pick with the Las Vegas Raiders. Now he is a member of the Green Bay Packers going into this Yeah, week. and they've got some injuries in, the, in their secondary, too. Rasol Douglas, uh, by the way, ended up on the injury list with a calf. He's limited. And Eric Stokes, uh, ankle, knee, and it sounds like it's a high ankle, so he's probably out. That's probably why they brought uh, that guy in. Uh, they just have to be efficient. They, they don't have to be, you know, dramatic or anything like that. Just be efficient. Run your routes, get open, throw the ball, uh, and basically adjust to probably at kickoff, the temperature is going to be in the high 30s. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit different. Uh, the grass is a little bit different there than other places they might have played uh, on grass. But just got to be efficient. And, and I think... And, you know, you guys can tell me, you offensive guys. Uh, Timmy, you know about running the football, and uh, you run the football well. You lessen the distance on third down, and it's easier to have a passing game, right? Oh, no question. Uh, if, they can, if they can just get positive yards, get into that situation where it's second and five, second and four, then now that puts pressure on the defense. And so that's really what it's all about. When you look at these running backs, Timmy, obviously Ezekiel Elliott's still dealing with a little bit of a knee injury, was limited in practice today. He said he wants to be able to do more tomorrow as they get ready to take on the Packers. If you're Tony Pollard and you're talking to him about what he needs to do going into Lambeau, what are you, advice are you giving him about the mentality of making sure that you're running with power and being able to have that kind of football game that he had against Chicago the last time we saw him on the field? Well, I would say to him, just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, he's running hard. He's doing 
the kinds of things that you need to do to be positive in his thinking. Mm -hmm. And so just keep doing what he's doing, and I think he'll be pretty successful at it. Nate, that offensive line against Chicago was very, very good, helping the Cowboys run tandem to run for over 200 yards in that football game. What are you seeing in terms of the growth of the Tyler Smiths of the world and this overall offensive line that gives you confidence that they can continue to build on a performance like that last Sunday? You know, they've, they've, they've just, they're starting to play together. You're seeing them start to jail. They still want to every now and then stick another offensive lineman in there, you know. And <laughs> that I, whole I, package. I, I hate I hate that. <laughs> you know, McGovern is finding his way. Uh, Biotis is finding his way. They, these are guys that are average players that are playing above their self. You know, don't 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 stop that rhythm. Don't stop that confidence. And you see the left tackle is starting to grow and be better. He's mm -hmm. his pass sets are getting better and better. And the run helps our right tackle like you wouldn't believe. Yes. If you know our quarterback is a play action pass quarterback, and our right tackle is definitely a play action pass tackle. Mm -hmm. You know, because if you let him run, 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 then let him block a little bit on the pass, that's where he's at his best. But if you ask him to do this six, seven, eight times in a row, you can have some problems. Yes. You know, that might be the the most improved segment of this team yes the way the offensive line has come along uh, just thinking where they were at the start of the season and having mm -hmm. to move Tyler Smith uh, out to left tackle when he was at left guard the entire training camp mm -hmm. uh, the fact that McGovern's kind of growing into that left guard spot yes uh, you see and what people don't remember about Biotish is last year was basically his first year starting in the league. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Mark Stepnoski wasn't Mark Stepnoski his rookie year or his second year. That third year in 91, he really came on as a center. Remember, he had played guard uh, in college. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, don't. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so, saying I'm not saying he's, he's good. I'm yeah, just saying yeah. it took Step a while to become yeah. Step. Right? Yeah, yeah. He before he was that all pro guy. Yeah, I understand what before you're saying. Before he was Stepnoski, right? Yeah. yeah. He was just step, little Step when he first got in there. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, this t this offensive line is starting to gel and they're playing better and. Uh, you know, you mentioned Terrence Steele, the right tackle. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, this is his really first year he earned the starting job. You know, he had to start last year because of injuries, right, suspensions, right, right with yes, sir. Lale Collins. And you're seeing what Cincinnati's getting with him. So this kid played better than him last year. And, you know, the president's still the president. Yes, yes. Nate, I want to ask you because for every player it's different when that – thing clicks for them when they start to understand and the game starts to slow down for them. When you look at Tyler Smith and what he's doing, thinking about your experience, when did it click for you when the game started to slow down and you understood what was asked of you in terms of assignment, football, and all the things? When did that click for you? And how can that help a guy like Tyler Smith and his growth and learning? Let me tell you something. The game slowed, and I hate to say this because mm -hmm. I love Coach Landry. I grew up a Cowboy fan. But when they simplified the offense, yeah. <laughs> the game they, I'm being honest. When they, Timmy will tell you, you can move two or three inches one way or another, and the whole play almost changed. Yeah. You had to be one intelligent brother yes. to play this game for Coach Landry. Yes. They brought in uh, Jim Erkenbeck, and they say, Co uh, Coach, let's just simplify this. Let's have five or six good running plays, 
and my and it took off for me right then. Yeah. Because I knew if that dude just moved from over my head to right here, he was still my guy. Yes. <laughs> it took off for me. Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm being honest. That's when it took off for me when Jim Erkenbeck came in my second year and gave me that opportunity, simplified the offense. Timmy, same question to you. For a player, when does that click for him? about what he understands what he needs to do on the field week to week and how that can help him. Well, it's game preparation. Yes, it is. You know, it's really about game preparation. You've got to know what plays you feel comfortable running and be honest with the coach and say, Coach, I like running these plays in this situation. Because you're going to get stunts. You're going to get guys that are going to play games in that, in, you know, in the trenches. And so you've got to feel comfortable to overcome those deficiencies and the things that they are trying to do to counteract what you want to do. Yes. This is a team switching to the defensive side of the football. It's a top five scoring defense in this league. Leads the NFL in sacks. Mickey, I want to start with you. When you're Micah Parsons and Dan Quinn and this entire defense looking to get after Aaron Rodgers, what's the one thing that you want to see on Sunday that will give you confidence that this defense is having success against Aaron Rodgers and this football team? Well, I'm going to go back to what I, where I started they got to be able to stop the run. Mm -hmm. the, the Packers, unbeknownst to, I think, a lot of people, have run the ball awfully well. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, I think it like 120 six, yards a game. Six of nine games, they've been over 100 yards rushing the ball. Uh, 4.8 yards a carry. And yeah. so they've done a heck of a job. Now, with Aaron Rodgers, and the Cowboys have found that out uh, the last couple times they've played him, that – you better keep him in the pocket. You better not let him get out and start rolling around and, and throwing up Hail Marys and things like that. You've got to get to him. And the thing I know, and you guys can correct me, with veteran quarterbacks, they don't like defensive guys nipping at their feet, no. right? <laughs> no. They want to stay clean, right? That's right. And, and you, can you may not sack them, but you'll irritate them if you put pressure on them. And I think that's one of the things that this defense has to do. You better stop the run, get him in third and long. And no one wants to be in third and long against this defense because they know what's coming. Mike McCarthy made mention of it a couple times the last couple weeks. He said, if I was a, an opposing offensive coordinator, I don't want to throw against those guys with that pass rush. So making sure you're not in a lot of third and threes, third and fours, and get them in third and long. But to do that, you better stop the run. It's funny that you said it because as you were talking about that, the idea of wanting to put Aaron Rodgers in known passing situations really kind of boggles my mind given all the success he's had in his career. But when you look at this team now, really being able to run the football, don't have a lot of great pass catchers, it's amazing to think that you want to get Aaron Rodgers in the predictable third and long situation where he's got to be forced to throw the football. Timmy, I'm interested to hear this from you because obviously Aaron Rodgers had a lot of success against his Cowboys throughout his career. Who was the quarterback, obviously being on the offensive side, but right. who was the quarterback that you knew week over week? It's like, man, when we face him, all of us got to be ready because we know that he's going to have a chance anytime he's in the game to make things happen. Well, during my time in the league, it was Joe Theismann. Mm. He, he was really a very good tactician in terms of how he orchestrated his offense. And so we tried to counteract the things he did by putting a lot of pressure on him up the middle. And we had some success, but overall, they got two Super Bowl wins in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Wow. So it, it wasn't Bart Starr? Oh, well, that was no, before. That, that was before my time. <laughs> now, come on, Mickey. Now, hold on. Now, now. That's, that's, that's before Timmy's time. That's now, a right. Bit now. <laughs> Nate, who was that quarterback for you that regardless of who the opponent was, you knew that when you played that quarterback, 
that he was going to have his team ready to play and could beat you at any point. It was two of them, man. I caught the tail end of uh, uh, Joe Montana and, 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 and then Steve Young. Mm. It, it wasn't going to be nothing nice. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't gonna be, because not only were they smart, they coaches changed. From, from 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 series to series, and that's, that's right. what Tony. That's what y'all faced a lot in the NFC East when I first got with them guys. Yes. They, the Giants, the Eagles. They was the Eagles was dumb. Don't even worry about them. But they ain't dumb now. They ain't dumb now. I'm sorry. They ain't dumb now. Back there, but the, the Giants and the Reds, them coaches were smart. Yes. And they was changing from series to series, giving you. And that's what Coach Landry had smart players because they were able to adjust. Yep. Yeah. This Cowboys team has been fun to watch on the defensive side of the football this year. Dan Quinn now having a chance to scheme things up against Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur and his offense. Give me a player, Mickey, on the defense that you're looking for on Sunday to have a good game that's going to help this team get a win on Sunday. Is that too easy for me to say? You can't say Micah Parsons. You can't say Micah, right? You can't say Micah. You know what? Um, I'm going to say Trayvon Diggs. Uh, I think he's been playing at an awfully high level. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can play at a high level at cornerback without getting interceptions. Mm -hmm. You can knock the ball down. You can cover guys, and then they can't throw to that guy. And I think he's done a much better job of that. And he's done a much better job when they've decided, well, we're going to run at him. Well, he didn't get to where he is today because he was stopping the run, right? But at some point, you've got to do that. Uh, and I just think he's playing at a high level, and if he can do that again in this game, that's going to make things tough for Aaron Rodgers. Nate, and, who's, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Tim. And what, what makes him so special is that when that ball gets in the air, he is a receiver mm -hmm. in his heart. Yeah. And that's what makes him so tough. He's got, he's got those skills like Everson Walls did. That's exactly right. right. When the yes. ball was in the air, Everson thought it was his, and he had the ability, number one, track it, and number two, catch it. That's right. And usually guys are cornerbacks because they can't <laughs> catch. They would have been a wide receiver. That's right. <laughs> of course, Trayvon Diggs, a former wide receiver, turned cornerback and was doing his thing at Alabama. Nate, before we go to break, who's a player that's jumping out on film that you've been watching on? Because I know you've been deep in your film study this week that's jumping out to you that says, hey, that dude on Sunday could have a chance to really get after Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Is Sam, will Sam be back? Sam Williams? Yes, he will. Yeah. Everybody should be back except for maybe uh, Anthony Barr. My, 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 my thing is I want to see a sustain, sustain uh, play from him. I want I want the coach has got to trust him sooner or later because he takes pressure now off of uh, Parsons. When he's out there, mm. he's that good and that much potential and talent to he takes pressure off of that. So now you can't just turn to Parsons and beat him up. So and I want to see and the same thing with Demarcus Lawrence, yeah. right? I want to see somebody it, else to worry yeah. about. Yeah, It is Cowboys Crossout live at the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. SWBC Mortgage join the more than 120,000 customers that we've helped to find their happier way home. Visit SWBCMortgage.com to find a pro today. Kevin Gray, Nate Newton, Mickey Spagnuolo, our Cowboys legend, Timmy Newsom, live on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Coming up next, gentlemen. It's a homecoming for Mike McCarthy as he returns to the place where he helped win a Super Bowl championship. What's going through his mind as he gets ready to face the guy that he helped become a league MVP? We'll talk about that next on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network.
NC Mortgage's Cowboys Crosstalk. Cross yeah, Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Cowboys Crosstalk live at the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Kevin Gray, our six-time Pro Bowl, three-time Super Bowl champion, Nate Newton. DallasCowboys.com's Mickey Spagnola and our Cowboys legend this week, Timmy Newsom, joining us here live at the Star in Frisco. SWBC PEO helping to alleviate the HR administrative burdens that come with running a business. Leave the worrying to us. Visit SWBCPEO.com to find out more. Cowboys, Packers, one of the more historic rivalries in the National Football League. The latest edition taking place on Sunday on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network, 105.3 The Fan, that game at 325. It is America's Game of the Week on Fox, gentlemen, as you will have the number one team of Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson on the call, along with Aaron Andrews on the Fox broadcast. Mike McCarthy, though, a homecoming for Mike McCarthy, a man who spent 14 seasons, 13 of which as head coach, Super Bowl champion with Aaron Rodgers, of course, winning that Super Bowl championship right here at AT&T Stadium when him and his Packers defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike McCarthy talking on Monday about the emotions of returning to Green Bay and what that will mean for him. Nate, start with you here. What do you think is going through, going to be going through Mike's mind as he steps onto Lambeau Field as an opponent of Aaron Rodgers for the first time in his career and how he's going to approach helping this football team get a win against you, Rodgers? You know, Kevin, I wish I, I, wish I knew. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what's in my mind. I'm going back to crush you. Yeah. When I, when I leave a out of that, when I, when I wave at all y'all, I want you to be throwing stuff at me because I'm going to beat the brakes off you. That's how I, that's how I would be looking at it. And I, I don't know how Coach McCarthy is looking at it. I really, I'm a, I've never that been on that level. Mindset, yeah, that would be your mindset, though. That would be my mindset. I ain't never been on that level. You may have to ask Timmy, yeah. but it's logic uh, here for that. You know, what, what are you thinking, well, Timmy? I think his thing is coming in is trying to defy history. I mean, the Cowboys have not historically done well up in Green Bay. And he's a professional, and he's going to try to do everything in his power to put his team in the best position to be successful in a hostile environment. Mickey, what was the tone in the tenor? Obviously, listening to Mike reminisce and talk about his time in Green Bay, taking on Aaron Rodgers as an opponent, and how that will influence him this week, especially knowing that these players, I'm sure, want to get this win for him on Sunday afternoon after all the history he's had with Green you know, Bay. I thought Micah Parsons answered it the best. I want to get the win for myself, you know, and if that helps him out, that's fine. I think that picks to Nate's point a little bit, the yeah. mindset, just going in to win the just football game yeah. regardless. I mean, you know – they were asking Anthony Brown the same thing, and, and he was saying, well, yeah, I'm sure, you know, it might mean something. But he goes, I'm not going to be on the field thinking, oh, I'm no. going to try harder because i got to get Mike to win. <laughs> right. He just wants to win the game. They want to win if that helps him feel better. And I don't think Mike's going into this as this some sort of revenge, right? Yeah. You know, now, how does that affect guys? It doesn't affect them in the game. You know, Anthony Brown was great. He goes, yeah, if I'm out on the field and I'm, I'm playing, I'm not going to sit there and go, well, I'm going to try harder now because I want Mike to win. You do that by preparing during the week for the game. Yes. I, I just don't – I think we make a bigger deal out of that than, you know, the only mention he did on Monday was, yeah, when I left there was a little bit of a dent, right? Sure. That, that hurts to mm -hmm. get fired, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and especially in that town when you live there for another year because people know who you are. That's right. you got he did, he did take you. that year off. Right, he right. took that year off. And yep. so uh, now that he's back, I mean, 
yeah, I mean, winning is always important, and I don't think you put more importance on a game because if you did, then what did you do the week before? Mm -hmm. You didn't try as hard? Exactly. Uh, so uh, I, I thought he handled it awfully well. Uh, somebody asked him about, will you take a stroll down McCarthy Way? And he goes, yeah, I'm going to go over there and still if it's, see if it's still there. They might have <laughs> taken the sign down, right? Um, so the only time he got emotional is when he pointed out that his wife grew up there, they met there, uh, his kids grew up there, and then he had to kind of catch himself because he was talking about family. Mm -hmm. But he said the, the, the thing that I'll think about is the people that I met there, mm -hmm. the people not just players or coaches, but people in the community that he, you know, those were his friends. And he goes, that's what, you know, you would look for. But when you go play the game, it's the game. Uh, and, you know, he said he's got family and things that they're going, you know, what are you going to do when you come here? And it's like, well, I'm not coming in on Wednesday, right? <laughs> you know, I'll I'm get here at 5 o'clock on Saturday and I'm leaving right after the game. This is business. So um, I, I thought he handled that part of it really well. And you guys, I mean, you never had to come back and play against the Cowboys, right? No. Did you when you went to Carolina that year? No, nah, no, nah, man. You know, you know Mick, I – I get, man, I, I, who cares? <laughs> you know, like, like I tell people, it, 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 it is mostly for talk, radio, mm -hmm. entertainment, TV, these th these the stories, the narratives. Yeah, yeah. so they, that gives people another another story. Yeah, me, it, it, it's beat the brakes off of them. That's yeah. all I can think of. If Coach McCarthy want to feel good, Beat them, because that's the only way you're going to feel good. <laughs> that's the best way yeah. to feel coming out of, yeah. out of Green Bay. Timmy, this is a lot A lot of Cowboys staff members, Joe Witt Jr., Al Harris, Scott Tolzien. There's a lot of staff members who were with Mike McCarthy in Green Bay. From an overall team perspective, Nate, speaking to obviously just going in and wanting to win the football game, how do you guard against not trying to do too much when you're trying to play maybe for a little bit of extra because you know you want to help your coach get a win in that particular game? Just have a certain element of uh, professionalism. Yes. That's all it is. You know, you just look at it as another game. Try not to uh, have all the distractions that comes with playing in a place that is so familiar to you. He even joked about having all the tickets that he needed to purchase and hope someone <laughs> would help him pay for them. Yeah. But uh, that's the basic thing. It's just try to stay professional through it all and then go about your business and play football. See, all the tickets should be gone. Uh, no later than tomorrow, That's all right. his tickets should be gone. He tell his wife, hey, <laughs> you handle that, all the tickets should be gone. Yep. And uh, same with Al, same with uh, Joe Witt, all of them, all the tickets should be gone. Yeah. I think I think Mike mentioned this week that there's ten people on the staff that have had a connection with the Packers, right. had mm -hmm. either played for them, coached there. Uh, that's a lot of guys. It's, it is. Yeah. So uh, and, and, you know, like I said, if that makes them prepare, you know, even harder this week, then so be it. But, um, again, once you start playing, that, that stuff goes away. It, you just, it doesn't enter your mind whatsoever. I mean, you went back to Florida to play games with the Cowboys, right, into Tampa. I don't know if it was Jacksonville or. You, you, like Timmy said, you're just a professional. Yeah. yeah. You're a professional and you prepare. And like I say, you know, that's one thing I liked about Coach Johns. He was like, you know, you're going back home. Or he knew who was going back home, and he would let her, hey, man, get your wife or whoever your ticket person, your handler. Get, these tickets need to be gone. By, by when Thursday morning comes, all tickets need to be gone. All yeah. contact need to be gone because 
we we going we got to go do our it's job. A business trip. Yeah. Yep. Let's take our last break here on Cowboys Crosstalk. We are live at the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Kevin Gray, Nate Newton, Mickey Spagnola, Timmy Newsom joining us this week yes. right here on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Coming up next, let's catch up with Timmy Newsom. Let's hear what he's got going on these days and answer this question as well. Is this the most important stretch for the Cowboys with three games in 12 days? We'll talk about all that next on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Mortgages Cowboys Crosstalk. Crosstalk. Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. 
Final segment here on Cowboys Crosstalk presented by SWBC. Let's thank one of our proud partners, Liberty Tax, a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com slash Cowboys. Kevin Gray of 105.3 The Fan, our six-time Pro Bowl, the three-time Super Bowl champion, member of the Black College Football Hall of Fame, my co-host every single week. Nate Newton joining us, as always. Mickey Spagnola of DallasCowboys.com. And our Cowboys legend this week, Timmy Newsom, nine-year NFL veteran, also member of the Black College Football Hall of Fame, proud Winston-Salem State graduate yes, is Timmy yes. Newsom. Timmy, appreciate you joining us Thank on you. this evening. What have you been doing lately? It sounds like obviously you're keeping up with the game quite a bit oh, yes. uh, as well. What is going on in Mr. Newsom's life these days? Well, I've had a technology company for the past 30 years, so I celebrated that last year, and I'm going into my 31st year and having fun. That's amazing. Oh, 30 yeah. years. We got the HBCU here represented. That's right. right. Yeah, that's, right. Yeah, that's right. Two proud HBCU members, yes. members of the Black College Football Hall. You guys should have brought your rings, you know. <laughs> 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 I'm not a ring guy, though. So me, yeah. I, me either, man. I, you know, I, I, what are you going to do with yours? Uh, they at home. I mean, they in the safe deposit box. Hey. <laughs> he said they right where they need to be, yeah. right at home. It's wow. interesting. And I wanted to ask you, Timmy, because we've seen – especially with the fanfare that Deion Sanders is having with Jackson State and the emergence of that program there. For you, what do you want to continue to see him not just do specifically there, but also lifting up the entire HBCU community when it comes to how this program has been put in a national spotlight these days? Well, first of all, I think he's a trendsetter. Uh, he's a transformative figure within the black college uh, community. And the thing that I admire most about him is that he has the mental toughness to overcome some of the past things that have been happening mm. in black college sports. And so, give you an example. Uh, if they go on the road and play a power five school, the disparity in terms of what they get in terms of money is different. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to bring that up to a level that is consistent with what other schools are getting. And he's exactly right. He says, we need to come together, be able to go out and say, we need to get 1.5 million just like another university has. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think he's going to make a change on. Yeah, because there's other, app, uh, I call them ankle biters, that get paid much more than that to go get sacrificed uh, on a road game. That's exactly and, right. And those schools should deserve that, and that would increase uh, their facilities, right, which is always a big part of it. I don't know how yes. you guys had when you were in school. Uh, and I, if I remember right, you started off. It, it was was it Division Two. Division Two. And then yes. it, did it move up to one no, double? It no, stayed it's, at it's Division, stayed two, Division right? two, Yes. And, and we you were and you were you were kicking butt as a running back, right? Yes. Uh, you know, uh, we had a really good uh, coach and Coach Bill Hayes, and so we lacked the basic necessities. Didn't have a locker room. Didn't yeah. have a weight room, and all of these things. And so we had to win to get it. But, uh, you know, Dion recognized when he got there, he solicited corporate America to build a, a facility that was consistent with excellence. If you play good, you feel good, and you win. And he understands that. And that's the thing that he's bringing to the table that is so unique. I just hope he doesn't go anywhere else <laughs> and stay <laughs> and make sure he sees this through fruition and make sure that uh, he elevates that uh, conference in a way that has never been done before. And Kevin, I don't know, you, you may know this better than me, but the last time uh, ESPN 
game day would have been at an HBCU school. Yeah. I mean, they go to Jackson State, That's right? exactly right. That was that, I mean, that was big time. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Went to Jackson State. Yeah, Southern and Jackson State for Deion taking on the Southern Jaguars. Nate, real quick, how proud are you of Deion and what he's doing down there at uh, Jackson State? I just State? left this past week hanging out with him and watching the new okay. facility that they built. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just proud of him. And uh, I don't, you know, I don't – you know, I just go and enjoy. Yeah. You know, uh, I went out to practice and watched them practice, and then I left him and went on down to FAMU and got that uh, ring and stuff. So, but I, I'm excited. I'm excited for Dion. And uh, me and Timmy talked during the uh, uh, Canton Hall of Fame yes. deal with the have for the black colleges and uh, and just trying to share with him some of the things that he's conquered. You yes. know, and you know it's not fair, but it's it's, it's great. It's yes. magnificent. You know, I, I worked in Jackson, so I was pretty close to uh, some of those schools yes. in the SWAC. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the facilities. You ain't SWAC, Mick. I mean, no, I know. <laughs> I know that. I'm just saying that with a dude <laughs> told Brian. You ain't SWAC. I was, I, I was a bit out of place. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, and this was when Jerry Rice was, you know. The man. Was yeah. there. Um, Donald Driver. Yes. The yeah. The man. And, you know, one of the reasons Jerry Rice kind of fell in the draft, they didn't like his 40 time. Well, he didn't have a track to run 40 on. <laughs> right, right. right. They, they said he had to run it on a field. No, it was a dirt field, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and so the facilities back then were, you know, just atrocious. Yes. Hopefully they've gotten better. Yep. Uh, but I had a question for him when I was looking up his years. One thing, you tell me if it was true. So, you know, this guy's got to run behind Tony Dorsett when he gets there. He's either the fullback running in front of him, or if Tony got hurt, he's he's the running back. Mm -hmm. And then Tony starts to fade, and they bring in Herschel Walker, right? And yes. then you had to deal with him. But one thing said that at one point, all three were on the field at the same time. Was that true? Like yes. a full house yes. backfield? In fact, when we uh, started opening day in 1986 against the Giants, we started with the full house backfield. No way. Yes. I don't remember that. Yes. Herschel played the wing, and I was the fullback, and Tony Dorsett was the tailback. So it was like going back to Oklahoma. Yeah, that's, that's exactly that's right. A star -studded, yes. That's a star-studded backfield. Before yeah. we go, got about a minute left here. Cowboys, Packers, the Cowboys start a stretch of three games in 12 days. I know Nate not going to give me a prediction because he always believes that the Cowboys going to win, so I'm not even going to ask him. Give me a quick pick in about 15 seconds. How did the Cowboys and what's the score going to be Cowboys, Packers on Sunday? I think they got this offense ready to go. Everybody keeps worrying about the passing game. What, what we forget is Dak has only played basically two games, right? The opener, okay, we get rid of that. He's played a game and a half since he got his feet underground. I think this offense will be too much for the Packers' defense. Well, it's all about defense for the Cowboys. They are going to lock down the Packer offense, and I think they're going to play very well even in Green Bay. And so they're going to come out with a win. Okay. Cowboys looking to well, move wait, to – wait, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take the Cowboys. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I'm going to roll with Nate. I'm going to roll with Nate. Take the Cowboys. I'm a little scared of Aaron Rodgers, but I'm going to take the Cowboys on Sunday. Cowboys looking to move to 7-2 and two as they visit the Green Bay Packers on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. We appreciate our Cowboys legend, Timmy Newsom, joining us this week. Thank you so much Timmy for your Newton. time, sir. Thank really you. appreciate it here at the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Mickey Spagnuolo, DallasCowboys.com. Thank you so much, sir, for your time this week. Nate, always good to see you, man. I'll see you next week.
<laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!